Hey, it's Graham, and it's Thursday, and that means we're offering you another positive piece of a past interview. Each week, our team digs through the archives to find our strongest feel-good stories to present to you in podcast form. This week, Novak Djokovic. To what extent do you feel you get the credit that you deserve? <laughs> um, interesting question. I honestly don't really think about that so much. And I, or, or at least I'm not, do, I'm not thinking about it as much as I used to. I, I actually don't feel um, that I don't, ha don't have as much love from the crowds on the stadiums or for people around the world as much as maybe it's portrayed in the media. Uh, in contrary, I actually do feel a lot of love, acceptance and, and uh, appreciation and respect, most of all. And um, respect for me is, uh, is a very important element of love, which is the ultimate energy and the source that drives us all. So if, I have, if someone has respect to me, and, and I, 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 you know, of course I'll have respect to him. And it's the other way around. I have respect also for someone that doesn't think so fondly of me or doesn't like me, um, whatever it is. And that's okay. I'm really trying to focus most constructively the, all my life force and energy into, into really be, being the best person I can possibly be, really. And of course, uh, it is different when you're playing on a big stadium and then most of the stadium is cheering your name or most of the stadium is cheering your opponent's name. I mean, well, well, you said uh, when everybody's chanting Roger Federer's name, <laughs> as example, you've actually trained yourself to yeah. think as if everybody's chanting your yes. name. Explain that. Well, uh, it's not much to explain. It's really just a mechanism, I guess. It's just, uh, it's just, you, you, you know, your reality or your uh, experience in external life or whatever happens is just uh, the reflection, I believe, reflection of what's going on inside of you. So it, it might sound weird, it probably is weird for, for a lot of people uh, because obviously for everyone, everyone is saying Roger, Roger, Rafa, whatever it is. But, um, and I hear that too, part of me hears that too, of course, but Part of me inside says, okay, I'm not going to let that, you know, bring you down or, um, you know, because of it, you, you might lose a tennis match or you're going to feel bad or you're going to feel angry or upset, but I'm going to help you feel better. And, and so I try to tr transform that into something that is useful for me. In what ways do you think the three of you have pushed one another to be better? Meaning yes. you, Rafa, Roger? Yes. Well, we still do. I still, we still push each other. We still uh, drive each other to um, to be the best we could possibly be on the with the tennis racket on the court. Um, Roger has inspired me in many ways, as uh, Rafa as well. I mean, uh, Roger has has particularly showed not just me but all the generation after him, and you know how efficiently and smartly you can train and organize your private life, professional life in order to thrive, in order to be your best self, in order to be a champion, how to, you know, carry yourself on the court with dignity and everything. And, and 
Rafa, on the other hand, you know, taught me how to have this never die, never give up spirit, uh, this, this kind of respect for, for uh, you know, the sport, for your opponents. So I did learn a lot of things from them and I'm openly saying that even though they're my two biggest opponents, I, I, I try to, uh, you know, always tell myself, be open-minded, be open-hearted for, for learning from anybody. It doesn't need to be Rafa and Roger only, or be, it might be any, you know, someone that is ranked outside of top 100. I feel like uh, life is a continuous learning journey. How, how true is it that you and Rafa were close friends until you started beating him? <laughs> Well, we look. Uh, <laughs> we, have to, we have to define what close <laughs> friends means. So it's really not. We were never really so close as I would be close with, you know, my childhood friends, or he would be with his friends. It's just it's very hard, you know, because you know your main rivals. You're both fighting for something that only one can get. You know what I mean? And and um, but we always had the respect for each other because I think we are we are all aware of how many kids look at us and look what we do, what we say, how we behave towards each other, towards the sport, towards other people. And the example that we give is something that is very important to all of us. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week and every week sharing full-length, long-form interviews on Mondays and shorter, uplifting stories on Thursdays. We'd love to hear from you with ratings and reviews. Also, do you prefer the longer podcast episodes or the Thursday shorts? Excited to get your take, and thanks again for listening.